Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. Jimmy Palumbo Show, show number 98 here at Shane, or from the Omni in Atlanta, but we are coming from downtown Mawa in the middle of my shitty kitchen studios, and they talked about it before the telecast. These studios have evolved. I got the blue screen now instead of the green. Fans are going crazy. They love it. But this is show number 98, and it could be a special show. And, of course, behind the glass for the first time in five weeks, cashing in <laughs> on a big Jimmy Palumbo show once again, the, the social media maverick himself, Mr. Dave Sturgeo. Dave, how are we doing? I'm doing great, man. Yeah, uh, Chris. Chris is definitely okay. Um, and I, I, I heard about the guest, and I was like, "Listen, man, if you got to do anything else today, just yeah. do it. I'll, I'll step in today. Why okay. not?" Well, <laughs> I know you're not exactly watching Cowboy uh, edits film from this weekend. We had a bad mm -hmm. weekend this weekend. We'll talk mm -hmm. about that later. But this is show number ninety-eight. Now, I was going to go with Tony Saragusa, Jersey Ooh, guy, passed Luke's away. Good. I met him a few times, even though he broke my heart with the Ravens when I was at that Super Bowl. That's for another day. I was going to do Jesse Armstead. Then I realized I can't do Jesse Armstead because he came after LT. And I thought all the linebackers sucked after LT, even though he's in the ring of honor. Not a big Jesse Armstead fan. But then I said, wait a minute. I know I did the 95 Yankees. I know I did the 96 Yankees. Skip 97. They got beat. But then I realized I have to do the 98 Yankees because they won 114 games. I mean, Dave, come on now. 114. Listen, the Red Sox uh, won 92. Unsung heroes on that team. Unsung, unsung heroes. Unsung heroes. The Red Sox won 92 games. They were 22 games out. Can you imagine? That's <laughs> That would be so the Jimmy Palumbo show. It's like, mm -hmm. who do I play in the first round? Who's Joe Rogan? Palumbo <laughs> matching up against Rogan, and Rogan has been lighting it up lately. Palumbo coming in. He's got a few 19. downloads here and there. <laughs> I'll, I'll come in at like, you know, 18 and 13. I'll, I'll, I win my <laughs> conference tournament against Joe Rogan. Yeah, I'll definitely be like tied at the half, though. Anyway, right. so I, 98 Yankees, look. They won. This series meant a lot to me in weird ways. We we beat the first. They beat the Rangers. Then they beat the Cleveland Indians. They were down two games to one. I probably was having a heart attack back then. They smoked the Padres. And what this lineup? I mean, Jorge, Tino Martinez, Chuck Knobloch, Scott Brocious, that at 319 home. Jeter, Bernie O'Neill, Strawberry, and you had Tim Raines, Rock Raines, Rock Raines. I mean, uh, Chili Davis, Girardi coming off the bench with Posada. Was David Ju David Justice on that team? Uh, no, he wasn't. Damn, he was uh, one no. of my favorite players. And then it was uh, Cone, Pettit, and Wells. How's that oh. for game one, two, and three? Lights no. out. Graham Lloyd didn't give up a hit the last month of the season. And, Mo, and of it's just one. Of, but the best part about it is, I took my dad. I think it was game game one or game two. I'm not sure. At Yankee Stadium, he up a shitty seat. Of course, I got him shitty seats. We're in the upper deck. And my dad, look, my dad was only like 70 back then. So he was like more, he was vibrant. And he was sitting there. And when Tino Martinez hit the Grand Slam, I watched my father stood up. He raised his arms. He was like, ah, that goes. And I looked at him like, he was like a little boy again. It was a cherished memory. Of course, he made like 19 sandwiches for me. It was just me and him. He made enough sandwiches. <laughs> and he labeled them, Jimmy. Me, I go, Dad, it's me and you. Inning one, you gotta label, you gotta label <laughs> the sandwich. Yeah, he wrote it down like with black ink on top of the bag. I'm like, Dad, it's just me and you. you he, I was long lines back there. He starved to death to come to Yankee Stadium, <laughs> anyway. So, that's my memory of the 98 Yankees. I had to mention 114 wins. My god, anyway, Dave, who do you got? Uh, well, you know, I had to stick with my Cowboys uh, lineage here, and I'm gonna go with Mr. Number 98 in your programs, Greg Ellis. Greg Ellis, a great defensive end. Uh, for the for the Dallas Cowboys, uh, there is some side story uh, behind Greg Ellis is the fact that I believe they took Greg Ellis instead of one Randy Moss. So, okay, um, so you that's, know, a horrific, I mean, that's a shitty pick. Eh, I mean, but, but, but he turned out to be pretty good. He turned out to be pretty good. Pretty good. That's part of the for show. Bad, for a lot of bad teams. I mean, he had like five and Listen, 11, three years in a row. I got off the in the beginning of this number thing. I used to mention shitty guys, which I thought was funny. But in the 90s, everybody's way too shitty. Even I don't remember him. So. I had this thing, but that's good. So what's his name? Johnny Ellis or Larry? Greg Ellis. Ellis. Come on. You're, you're <laughs> Johnny Ellis caught. I got a smile out of someone there. Whoever's Johnny Ellis. Another shitty player. I think he played for the Mets and Yankees. Anyway, listen, this is a special show, of course, because I'm hosting. And um, it's, uh, of course, this show is sponsored by Absolute Eyewear. Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326-3937 cornholelevel.com if you got a cornhole board in your backyard you need that stuff chasingmiracles.com hydration packets and health stuff give a call tommy and um 
uh, drop her name, Tommy and Donna. And of course, we got Pine Tar Bar and Grill at Fork and River, another huge sponsor there. And of course, Lisa Ruane Therapy at 201-725-1251. Those are my famous sponsors. Now, let's just get right to it because I get the feeling there might be some people watching this show that haven't really watched my show before. Now, this guest, listen, the bottom line is everybody knows I was in beer league. I was the best hitter on the beer league team. Was not the best actor. I was by far the best hitter. He played Maz in beer league. Everybody knows him from that. He's an author of a best-selling book, New York Times best-selling list. He was on Dancing with the Stars, getting involved. Things I can't do. I can't write. I can't dance. Okay. He was on eleven episodes of Ugly Betty. I was only on one episode. I went through his resume. I did all the shows he did, but he did like ten episodes. I did one. Um, <laughs> He was, of course, on 17 episodes of The Deuce on HBO. Huge credits here. Of course, I was on one episode. He was also on Entourage. He was on, I think, a couple episodes. I was on one. So I was the guy, like, I was the guy leading off second when he had a two-run shot. Uh, He was, of course, part of cinema history. He was one of the two Utes in My Cousin Vinny. I mean, you can't get bigger than that. He was also Johnny Cade. In, in The Outsiders, another huge, uh, uh, not a cult film, it's like a, another one of those, it gets studied in film schools and everything, the whole cast became huge stars. And of course, he was in the movie Crossroads, about blues guitars, which <laughs> I personally love. I mean, I love that, I, I heard he really learned to play the guitar a little bit or match it and all that stuff, it's really cool. I mean, these are huge credits, ladies and gentlemen. He also, in a spare time, did Karate 1, Karate Kid 1, Karate Kid 2, and Karate Kid 3. Um, and he rested on his laurels there. And then all of a sudden, a couple of years later, boom, he's on Cobra Kai. Ladies and gentlemen, your friend and mine coming to you live from the downtown shitty kitchen studios of Jimmy Palumbo, Mr. Ralph Macchio getting involved on the Jimmy Palumbo show. What's up, Ralph? How are we doing? Total involvement. Okay. Now I have to just take that intro and make everyone else say it. Every, every talk show needs to follow suit on the backwards credit reads uh, leading yes. to the part-time gig that uh, that has been, uh, you know, the the spotlight of my life. Anyway, great to see you, man. Great to hear that Jimmy Palumbo voice, Johnny Trino 706. <laughs> well, listen, I, first thing I got to ask you is, I mean, I, I assume you're a Mets fan being a Long Island kid. I am. I am. And you're also an Islanders fan. Yes, they're in a slide. They're in a deep, deep slide right now. Do you do you you do you go to the Islander games a lot? You must not be that far. I mean, all my teams, you know, Mets, Islanders, Jets, one one slide after the other there. Although Uh, the Mets seem to be trajectory, you know, forward. Um, Yeah, I've always been a fan since I was a little kid, and then uh, when I got a little bit famous, uh, you know, it 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 helps uh, getting back in there, and you're up on the jumbotron here and there, and. It's go. fun. It's great to share it with my my kids because awesome. my son's a big fan of all the teams. So it's kind of get get to relive it in that way. That's great. That's great. I brought my daughter to a giant game a couple of weeks ago. I posted some stuff and, you know, girls a little harder to get into football, but she loved it. She loved all the music and all the, you know, and plus the Giants well, won. The in-game experience now. Yes. Or, you know, uh, City Field, you know, Yankee Stadium, the Garden, wherever right. you go. I mean, the in-game. When we were kids, you know, you had like one scoreboard. You have good you could, you could You had to find out where it said, where the down marker was, how much time left. That was That's like. Crazy. I mean, when you look at the hockey games now, I mean, I guess it started. I don't know if it started in. Montreal with the the play the kid coming out with the flame and putting it to the ice and it lighting up the whole right, right. and it's unbelievable it's I crazy mean, you know and uh, and then occasionally there's a hockey game or there's a baseball game or I know I, I get annoyed at it sometimes when it's so yeah, loud it's like, totally everybody fun. just stop it like well, every every third down play you got to hear ACDC it's like you know we're down twenty one nothing it should be like I wish I was the producer of those things I'd be like guys. First quarter, have at it. We're down by 21 points. I want radio silence. <laughs> Let the fans watch how shitty we are. You know, that kind of thing. But it's like, you know, anyway. So, I'm, yeah, so you got the Mets, Jets, Islander things going. Okay, a little different than mine. I'm Yankees, Giants, and Rangers. But I was I forced to that as a kid. I mean, I don't root well, against you're a New York guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't root against that either. I was rooting for the Giants the other day, um, you know, and, and the Yankees, I don't root against the Yankees. Sometimes the rate growing up, the Islander Ranger thing at my, oh, my time, time. one four straight at that point. So there was a, my, 
there's such a rivalry in the hallways of school. So the Rangers, I still get a little. Yeah, yeah, I respect you know, that. It feels pretty good when they lose, but they're they're damn good. It's a great place to see a game, and it's uh, right. You know, it's awesome. well, half my family's from like Plainview, Long Island, so we we always have battles like that. But I got to yeah. admit, sadly, I have become a Rangers playoff only fan. Oh, <laughs> I so watch it. I, I, I watch right. about seven seconds of Ranger hockey, as do most of my friends. And then the playoffs start, then I watch them all the games. So no, I, mean, I can't say I'm a huge hockey. fan, but I'm a big playoff Giant hockey. fan, big Yankee fan, of course. Now, listen, yeah. Um, yeah. I got to ask you a couple of things. What was it like? I mean, I, you obviously, we did the movie Beer League together, which was a treat. I remember the first couple of days of shooting, your trailer was next to mine. Poor Ralph had to sit there. I was pretty quiet the first couple of days. I'm like, I wanted to respect you, but after a while, you're sitting yeah, on the set. I'm like, I guess that busted his. I got the full promo after a few days. Well, first of all, I would, I would, it's, it's tough to call it a trailer. So for those that don't know, you know, <laughs> it's, true. A, it's a lower budget movie, which, uh, which uh, I, I cheer them on all the time because everything else we're getting has to be, you know, big superhero, everything. So it's nice to see a movie kind of to get it done on a lower budget is really an achievement. But these, this, these were honey wagons, if you will, all these, <laughs> Little you box colors where you each had, you know, you had about a about a five foot by seven foot. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? I meant with a toilet. Right. And you know it's I, low budget I, when I had the same. I think I, so. No, Artie had his own trailer because yeah, you know, he, he was coming off some issues. Trailer, yeah. But yeah. I, you know what's funny? You know, the third day of shooting, they ran out of trailer space and the producer yeah. came running up to me and said, Jimmy, you got to hang out with the uh, extras and, and, and the catering crew. Yeah. <laughs> I went from side by side with Ralph Macho. It was like Jordan and Pippen. And next thing you know, I'm in, I'm in a Knights of Columbus <laughs> sitting right, at a table. I was like, this <laughs> is just not right. Yeah, I've been, tell you, it was, I, it was uh, good times in the hot. Remember how uh, hot it was on the field? It, it was, was hot. So hot. Those softball uniforms. I uh, never putting on the pants of the softball uniform, the polyester or whatever uh, it was. Um, you know, had the yeah. stirrups and everything. You, you no, I did the, the whole, whole thing because he was all you know, anal butted guy. It was, it now was, I, fun. It was we, fun. We, were, we were able to do some intensive editing of Beer League, and it turns out, Ralph, obviously, the world knows that Johnny Trino batted 706 that year. But with, unbe- with, with the technology today and getting in touch with a bunch of Hollywood studios, you only batted 315, Ralph. <laughs> I mean, it's slow pitch softball. Maz only batted 315. Now, I, I know you were doing the Meisner approach, but it just didn't work in this case because yeah, it's, it's about 706. I mean, you're up against I think I turn in the double play, though. I, I just, um, I'd, rather, I'd rather not have it go between my legs, a la Buckner. Um, that's true. <laughs> uh, I was at that game, incidentally. Uh, oh, game, um, on the first I mean, baseline. crazy but if you're red. Yeah, yeah, crazy Red Sox fan, huh? Uh, but that, that was, um, you know, so I, I I think I put a little of my uh, uh, extracurricular work into fielding ground balls and turning the double play I, and uh, forgot to know, pick up the bat. Nobody, you know what no one talks about? The Trino to Maz to Lang double play yeah. combination. That's, you know, I think that should be, like ESPN should talk about that more. I mean, yeah, you know, after a while, it was 30. I think they should I, do a 30 Yeah, 30 I think on. we turned like eight double plays during that nine game run we had there. Yes. talk about it. And what do I got to no. do? It's shortstop. Trino in the hole. Of course, I don't have as much range as I used to. Uh, yeah. By the way, the, all the cast, a bunch of guys say hello to you. Um, ah, bless. Awesome. But listen, so, all right, enough with Beer League. Everybody knows about that from this show. Um, but listen, first of all, the 80s, okay? I'm about your age, give or take. Karate kid, man. You're a young guy, Hollywood. You're booking a few, you booked a few things. I remember you on Eight is Enough, which is so funny mm-hmm. to me. But almost like you were a different guy. Like I remember, I, was, I, I watched that show. It was too many. That was the end of that show. Yeah, I did 20 it, episodes. But it was a good awesome, yeah, You made some money and you got some experience there for sure. Hey, But sure. then you become the Karate Kid, which, you know, it wasn't a, a small movie, but it wasn't a huge movie. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, by Saturday morning, you were – the Karate Kid. Uh, what was that experience like? I know you had a tight family and all that, but what mm-hmm. was that like to be like, holy shit, I just hit a big three-pointer to win the game? Yeah, it was, um, listen, I mean, it kind of it kind of bridged itself. You mentioned eight is enough. Uh, and then the Outsiders came after that. So the Outsiders was like, 
you know, rounding third on the way to second, if you will, right? So it's, it was a solid, solid line drive over the reach of the short That's shot. That's true. I, I, was, I saw it in the yeah. theaters myself. And if I could run faster, I could have turned it into a triple, but that, that wasn't going to happen. But uh, so I, I, I had the feeling a little bit the teen magazine stuff at that time was happening. So the fame element of it was not didn't come out. I didn't you didn't pull me out of the drugstore, as they say in the old days. Right. And all of a sudden you're on the cover of everything. But right. but the Karate Kid did hit in that summer. And I write about this in the waxing on uh, yeah, which, book which that we will I definitely go, get to. I will get there. You go. I, I I get into detail about how that unfolded the summer of '84. You know, I, I walk into the theater, the kind of pedestrian guy, and I walk out of the theater like the the guy who won the football game at the right. you know in the town. You know, and uh, so the boy next door turned good, uh, local hero kind of thing. And that was the, you know, uh, it, it did happen pretty fast and furious. Um, that movie was a sleeper hit, you know, I mean, that summer was like, it was Ghostbusters and that, uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, some big ones. So there were big ones. Gremlins was on its way. So there were a lot of big movies. And this was the the little engine that could that people just kept going back to see and bringing their friends. And so it built in that right. way. I've only seen, I think, two or three movies I've seen more than once. I'm not one of those guys on TV. I'll watch. But in terms of going back to the theater and that was one of them, I was at the right age. And we mm -hmm. went, I went back, I think I just had my driver's license. So we went, I went back to the theater. I think I saw it three times. Um, right. It was a, just a huge part of my growing up. I'm, you know, eighties icon that you are. And of course with Cobra Kai, you're even in the 2020s. Um, how did your family handle, like, were they like, uh, you know, I, I try to imagine if I was 18 or however old you were. And, um, and all of a sudden I started to make it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with the spread. Sponsored by FanDuel here, Ralph Macchio's yeah, age. Yeah. <laughs> if you take Jimmy Palumbo and Ralph Macchio, you got to get. No, what, what was your like? I know my father and mother would have been so clueless. Jimmy, what's going on? Everybody's everybody's talking to what? You know, how I did your family handle that? Problem. Um, you know, we all kind of did. I lived at home uh, with, with my parents at that time. You know, you have the people driving by or knocking on the door to so-and-so live here. So that, that got a little, you know, it never got insane. I also was, I mean, I was, once that movie hit, I was working a lot. So I was on location. I wasn't necessarily, you know, uh, home on Long Island as much in those years, the subsequent years that followed. So I was, I was either on location or in LA or in New York for short periods of time or at Shea stadium or at the Nassau Coliseum, you know? <laughs> and so I was more, and I, I wrote this too. I was more local hero than big Hollywood celebrity. Um, right. And I, I, I've always carried myself that way anyway, you know, pretty accessible. And um, so my parents, I mean, the, your question, how did they, they handle it? I mean, it was certainly proud and prideful, but it, it, um, um, I think, you know, he handled it pretty well. The found, I think the foundation of the family was pretty solid. No one was sort of latching on to it. And, uh, um, you know, it was more how I just kind of navigated uh, through it. Now, today, today's day with everyone's phone being the paparazzi and what that would be like, you know, right. for me, I just avoided the mall on a Saturday. That was probably not the best place for me to just hang out, you know. Right. Um, but uh, nowadays, I mean, it's, it's really it's challenging. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, I, I can't even I can't even leave my apartment door without you know, my, my landlord saying, Jimmy, the rent, the, the rent is due. Okay. 706. 706. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean, seven oh six. The hats are selling like hotcakes here, Shay. Um, but I love you know this. Of course, you know the book uh, "Waxing On: Karate Kid and Me." Ralph, you even signed it for me. You know, did you have to write? It was a big day when I signed that for you. Yeah, you did. You you were on the while we were in the room, like two jackasses. First of all, let me tell you how I got in the room. I show up at a bookstore, Ridgewood, New Jersey. Ralph said to stop by, and I didn't realize you were only eight feet away behind this curtain. And they're not. They, listen, there was a lot of people there. And they were not really treating me with respect. I had big beer league poster. I wanted you to sign. What a chooch I was. And I'm like, hey, I'm here to see Ralph. And they were like, yeah, go around the side of the building. Get like, no, no, no. I know. He, he told me to come. It was like, and all of a sudden I hear you in the background. I hear you going like, is that Palumbo? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I that voice. Well, they had, <laughs> I, had I had to pre-sign all the books, right, when I got there. So I was in this. You know, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. You know, <laughs> it was, 
I was back yeah. there, and, but it was but, a big day. But yeah, that you was, took a phone call, and I thought it was just a fan. And next thing you know, go ahead, tell me what happened. It was a big phone call came in, and uh, when Jimmy was back, I was signing the beer league poster. We were catching up for a few seconds before I had to head out and meet everyone. And I got the phone call that we made. Uh, we were an instant New York Times bestseller, and they get they called and popped the champagne right there. I was like, Columbo, was you're here. And my mother's not here. My wife's not here. My kids. I, <laughs> this moment. I, you actually, I had some champagne. I was like, this is great. I, I, I told my buddy, I was like, every time I see Ralph, next thing you know, he's drinking champagne with me. I'm like, Ralph, it's early in the day. Relax. You know, yeah. of, of course, I, I, who knows what I'll be drinking if I ever have a best set. New York that was a, best it was a nice moment. It was a nice um, moment. Now I wouldn't be remote. First of all, well, well I got to talk about a couple of things. Uh, I, the reason why I knew you were a decent guy, I know we, we exchanged phone numbers a hundred years ago and I never wanted to ever call you busting your balls. And then I was in Montauk with my family and you could have been nice. You actually invited me into your house with uh, my in-laws and all that stuff. That was very cool. And you had the funniest line ever. You were like, Hey, welcome to the house that the eighties built, which I think is yeah. a great line. Uh, I've often repeated that. And uh, yeah, you, you still have that. You, did you sell that house? Now it is now the house that Cobra Kai has renovated. <laughs> I love it. I love it. For, how's that for the bookend? So we're and, just uh, finishing up on that. And I plan to spend a lot of time uh, out there. Uh, you know, when I go out to pasture, I don't know. So, uh, so you're, you're not gonna, please, you're never going to go out to pasture. I also worked with your daughter on the movie Girl, Most Likely. Yeah. And I always get a kick. I see you at the rap party. I see you. And you said to me, like, what are you doing here? As if, as if I like, I, I hung the drop ceiling at the bar or something like that. <laughs> And I'm like, well, I, then I looked at you and I said, what the hell are you doing here? You know, you, you, I know you're not in this movie, uh, yeah. but your daughter was in the movie. That must have been awesome to see that. It's great. It is great. She's uh, carved her way and she's in, uh, in a couple of episodes of Cobra Kai playing yeah, uh, yeah, she is. Vanessa LaRusso, uh, a, a character who questions uh, my parenting skills, which is kind of meta and the writers really enjoy having my own kid question Daniel LaRusso's flaws as a parent. Um, and so it's great. She's doing great. And, uh, and uh, I told That's her, I awesome. said, I'm doing, I'm doing a podcast today with Palumbo. And she looked at you like, she looked at you like you were an oil painting at that point. <laughs> exactly. uh, well, a, a couple other things I'll, I'll touch on before we get to the book. Uh, this Cobra Kai thing, I got to tell you. My daughter's uh, 14 years old, 13. When the show came on, she was maybe 11. I let her watch it. The coolest thing was, I'm, first of all, you were on it, so I got a kick out of that. But I was able to watch the show and not be like bored to death when you have to watch a show with a preteen or teen. Um, mm -hmm. And the show worked for me because I was like, oh, that's the guy from that. That's the guy. Look at it, Tyler. And it worked for her. And I, I, it was just an awesome experience for me to be able to watch it. It's the first time I could watch a TV show with her. Um, yeah. And uh, was that design? Were you involved in that kind of making sure it wasn't too risque? There's no really sex or nudity in it. It's, uh, it's, it's a, a lot of violence. A lot of violence. Without violence. violence. No police. No police whatsoever. Right. Um, but uh, the guys who create the show, um, Jersey guys, uh, they, they, uh, you know, they grew up, uh, you know, the karate kid was their childhood. So they, um, they wrote, uh, two of them wrote Harold and Kumar franchise. Another one wrote hot tub time machine. So they had this, you know, they wrote for, they wrote a lot of young characters, young edgy characters. And, um, they, they always, you know, what interested me, uh, the most in their pitch, because I'd said no for 30 years, I'd really leave, I don't want to call it Mona Lisa, but to leave Karate Kid, yeah, let you, it be the legend. I respect, the legend I respect that. I, I mean, so that's I, a, that's your that's your baby. That's your baby. Yeah, you know? I've been a long time, and but their their angle was, um, you know, to come in through the eyes of Johnny Lawrence, not unlike the movie Creed that opened up the Apollo Creed's kid into the Rocky Balboa universe. Right. This was sort of the way into the Karate Kid universe without making Karate Kid six. Um, right. So. And but what they did is they spoke to the next generation, who the Miguel character is, who is very much like a millennial Daniel LaRusso or who Johnny Lawrence's kid was right. and how he took training from LaRusso. And then you have these intertwined rivalries. So I, you know, you had hoped that the young generation cast would uh, take off. But it's been they're so talented. They're so good. The writing is, you well, know, it's a soap opera. And, and there's Love it. I was going to ask you about this. Uh, uh, I know, obviously, you're going to always say great things about your cast, as well as you should. 
I'm blown away by a couple of things between uh, like when I watch Friday night lights, the teenage young actors, Cobra Kai Wednesday, all these right. big shows. I don't know if it's me or maybe I'm a below average actor. I watch these kids and I'm like, Holy shit. Yeah. These kids are awesome. They're like, I don't want to say they were better than the, you know, 40 years ago generation, but like these kids are doing intense scenes it must yeah. be awesome for you to watch these kids. It's great. I we get Billy and I, Zappy and I talk about it all the time. We we learn so much from these. I mean, we're we're giving so much back to them. Obviously, they're stepping sure. onto this legacy and and this this universe that was set up for them. But they they take it to another level, and their their performances are so grounded. I mean, I think some of that stuff comes from the top down because of how we present ourselves in in the show and the and the OG. Right from the original you know it's sacred ground in a way because um you know that's a big part of what this what the book is about is is talking about you know how that magic happened in 83 to 84 and and created right. the franchise but these and i think maybe to to your point about the the levels of some of these young actors versus maybe you look 30 40 years ago um um Maybe it's the phone. Maybe it's YouTube of it all. Maybe it's the naturalness of of just um, the behavior and and the That's comfort of your behavior in front of the camera. Right. Yeah, it could every be everybody's got a camera in their wallet and their pocket. You know, so everybody's doing their TikTok or whatever. So there becomes. I have not th taken a deep dive on that, but that's just a, uh, an observation. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you're, you're of course, uh, of course, my favorite character besides besides yourself. Is uh, your wife Courtney? Courtney, am I getting it right? Hangeller? Is am I saying that Hangler. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she's just, fantastic. Listen, the bottom line is, you know, there's a lot of people scoring a lot in that show, but she quietly scores 19 points a game, 12 yes. rebounds, 11 assists, and a couple of, and she will hit the three when called upon. I'm like, yeah. I watched the show with my daughter. I'm like, inside, I'm going, oh my God, that wife is totally smoking on the show. This is great. Uh, uh, so she's wonderful on it as well. All the adults are great. Obviously, you miss uh, Mr. Miyagi, but uh, see, yeah. I do feel like his spirit hovers throughout the show. One hundred percent. That was a big part of moving forward. I needed to, you know, I, I had, I, you know, I asked the writers. I said, "How do we, how do we do that if that isn't woven into the show?" Because that, to me, without that performance, that actor and that performance, you're not even talking about Cobra Kai. Karate Kid is just right another '80s movie. He was the yep. secret. Source. That character was the no the, doubt. So magic as i call it you know that that uh and it lends to your character too i mean you couldn't yeah. have your your current character without yeah. you, you, there's no the no, they've, inside. Done, they've done a great job weaving that those, those elements and keeping that spirit alive and and i'm proud of that and they right. they do a great job you know they now, really do um i do about it now let's get to this book here uh which is the reason why we're hawking books here now this book i actually i listen to all my my fans out there. This book is a great read for, for a couple of reasons. I love the fact that you wrote it as if almost as if you were talking to me at the bar uh, about like, Hey, well, what went on back then? You know, almost like you're talking to me now on the show too. And it's, it's, it's not written. It, it's not, it's written very you uh, and just, <laughs> and it spells out from karate kid all the way through Cobra Kai. Now, because uh, it wasn't in the book. Now season six is the last season. Which yes. just got announced. Are, were yeah, you involved in that, or is that that came from higher ups, or were you involved in that decision? Uh, no, that's not that's not up to me. You know, I mean, right. we're, we're happy and excited. You know, it's you know, it's bittersweet. You don't want it to. It's you build a family in over six years time. You know, sure. and going through a pandemic and everything else, and we shot two seasons, season four and five. We were shooting masks, face shields in between, getting tested four times a week. So it's. Ugh. Well, it's been a it's been a journey, but um, and that's when I did the writing of the book during that time because I had you know once I wasn't shooting, I had no place to go. All the restaurants were closed up, and and that's what led me to start you know typing down these writing down these stories that I thought you know uh, just like you say when I um, it's the it's the guy next door thing. It's that right. I wanted it to be a conversation. I wanted it to be. Anytime I told these stories, whether I tell them to you or Artie or, or Lutriglio or whoever, everyone would always lean in when I tell these stories. So I said, right. well, if I could only get that on the page. Oh, you, but did you so always, uh, writing a book, was that something, uh, like, it's, I don't want to say, I guess it is a memoir in many ways, but it's not, a, yes, what I love about it, it's not a biography. 
You don't no, talk no, about like not, being in history class in Huntington. Yeah, you know, it's a uh, cel- it's kind of a just celebratory look back at this unique journey through this character and what it's like, no matter all those credits you mentioned at the opening of the show. And I'm proud of a ton of them. And I was like, wow, that's a pretty good career. As you were going down, I was like, okay, that's not too bad. <laughs> but, uh, you know, most people just, you know, I'm the, I'm the karate kid, you know, it's a big part. It's a big piece of pop culture and cinema. Sure. And so what it's been like to walk in those shoes the, you know, there's never been the ugly, but the good, the bad, the highs, the lows, the do overs, the, the things that I could have done better, the stuff that I've, done great and how i embrace it and it's all about the fans it really is they've kept the damn thing live and they still do did you um when you were writing the book did you have to like i mean i know sometimes when i tell a story you get you know you get how did you like handle a lot of that fact checking or did you have to be like wait a minute what year was that or i'm sure you had help with that stuff and and some you know and for the most part and i would always have ways of saying, um, I don't recall completely, uh, but this is my memory and I'm sticking to it. Right, you know, yes, you did that a lot, which is great. I do a few of those because the truth is that's the way it resonates. Like when I close my eyes and I visualize that moment, that's the way it happened. If I had video, if we went back, back with Warner Wolf, wasn't it Warner Wolf? Let's yeah, go to the back. back to the videotape, Warner Wolf. Like Channel the videotape. I, I might not have been exactly that way, but that's how it um, appeared. At fact checking, I mean, as far as like, there's one thing I'll give you. I said uh, when I was a kid, I used to watch the uh, for the the four thirty movie on Channel Eleven with Channel my mom. Seven. Yeah, right. Channel Eleven. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I was wrong. I someone get, if the million dollar movie was Channel Eleven. Channel Eleven. That was on that was on TV. Saturday afternoons or Sunday afternoons. Uh, oh, no, weekdays. Weekdays. Oh, really? It was a weekday. I remember the four thirty movie. Anyway, it was close enough. I, I yeah. get off on the technicality. No, I know. listen. I, listen for guys our age, the four thirty movie. I think that's where I saw. I probably saw ninety percent of the old movies uh, that I yeah, watched. One hundred percent. Four thirty Turner classics. You know, that right. was like with the wind or singing in the rain, and that's what I, I watched all those Man, musicals. Yeah. I remember, remember when, like, remember when Ben Hur was on? It would be every day because they had to get like an hour in. Obviously, with the commercials, and you just when's the chariot race coming? <laughs> the chariot race comes like Friday at like quarter to six. You're eating, and you it's like oh yeah, the Ten Commandments, all these movies had like two weeks. Uh, uh, do you remember though? Our you probably don't remember this, but it's, I tell people the story all the time. Our first meeting for beer league, we had a restaurant Madison's. My buddy Dave's place over there with Anthony Mashtamaro, one of the producers. And we sit mm-hmm. down and Artie comes in and we're sitting there. It was like me, you and Artie. And Artie casually says to you, hey, Ralph, that's, that's rough. You know, Mr. Miyagi died. And your face, you went like, oh, oh, really? Yeah, I saw it on CNN. They just ran it. And of course, I immediately in my head went, oh, fuck, that's that's got to that's Ralph's got to get involved with that. And you went like, uh. Okay, um, then you're like, hey guys, I gotta. You said I gotta call my wife. I, I think there might be people calling the house and stuff. And it turned out it wasn't Mr. Miyagi. He didn't pass away. Although he was, to... it was a director or or assistant. It was like somebody attached to Karate Kid Three that you you knew, but that you you sat down. And you were like, I'm trying to remember. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and Artie was I'm like, and you go, Artie. It wasn't Mr. It was Miyagi. Like, it was like someone who. And, so then Artie, and Artie just went right back to his veal parmesan as if, and I said to myself, like Artie just uppercutted Ralph Macchio at dinner. So you probably shit funny. yourself that night. I'm like, this is, I have to call my wife. This is a major that's part. That's so funny. So yeah, funny. no, that's great. I mean, classic Artie. That's his opening line. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it right there. First thing, instead of, hey, Ralph, it's, hey, Mr. Miyagi. Now, he was probably joking, didn't even realize it. But anyway, <laughs> listen, everybody out there, Ralph Macchio, I can't thank you enough. You've always been good to me. Appreciate that. Because you know why? I said to you when I first started this crazy podcast, you said, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. It's just like a, pain, it. like a pain. Yet. And, and then when the book came out, you were like, oh, I'll use it. But listen, I appreciate it so much, man. It, it'll be a help to me, I'm sure. Or people are listening. I can't wait for the drop-off after I sign you off. The drop-off in ratings. I'll bring nah, nah, stay around for the rest of the show and stay with Palumbo. I'm yeah, all good, yeah. man. I told you I would do it. I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy too. I'm glad I had the time and I, I appreciate the push on the book and go out. And go out and buy it. This, I'm telling you guys, idiot. this book is fun to read. You'll enjoy it. And I want to thank Ralph Macho. Go Mets, go Jets, go Islanders. I barely say that. And uh, I will talk to you soon. I appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks so much. You got it, brother. Take care, you folks. Thank you so we'll much. Man. Right. Okay. Well, 
Dave Sturcho popping back on. Um, well, that was certainly getting involved there. <laughs> no, I need to get your volume, volume. There you go. You still there, Dave? Yeah, I'm still here. There you so. go. Forgot to hit the I was volume. coughing a little bit throughout the thing. I didn't know what was going to get through and what wasn't. Well, um, look, that was fun. That was a great trip through memory memory lane there. Um, uh, I really wish I would have told him that I do a podcast with Cousin Louie. <laughs> I know. You know what? I, I, I realized I was, there's probably something that I'm forgetting here on that. But Cousin Louie, first of all, I should have maybe read for Cousin Louie. He would have been, if, if Red Earth me in the first round of Cobra Kai auditions, I would have been a good matchup. That Oof. would have been the that would have been the Thursday seven thirty game in the tournament. That's not that's not a one verse sixteen. No, that's, that, no, 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 not then. Not but after, no way. Please. That's true. Three years I, ago, I, Jimmy Paul a little a, little less gray in his that's prime. A, that's a bad matchup for him. A lot of it, everybody in the Brent Ernst camp is like, oh my god, who do we got to play, Jimmy Palumbo? Oh, you got to be kidding me! I had yeah, one line funny. in beer league. He was Johnny Trino. <laughs> I don't want this game. That was like the eight nine game. Um, but anyway, so good, so good, so good. So we got so much to discuss. Uh, uh, well, that was exciting. I'm taking a breath here. Relax. No, nice it was definitely cool. Was he really had a cool lot, a lot of insight. Show. A lot of insight. You know, a lot of these guys that you bring on, not just you in particular, but sometimes guests are very timid uh, to to peel back the curtain a little bit. I think he was very authentic. I think it was yeah, a really yeah. good interview. I was hoping just to be, you know, I had a couple of guys from Beer League on now. I think I got every. I think I've had everybody on except for Manganelli. I'll get him soon enough. Oh man, you got to get. But him even got to get Brett on. Yeah, I'll get him. You know what? Uh, I have Todd Frazier coming on next week. That's getting involved. Palumbo with a back to back. I, I, need I a hung out. I hung out with Todd Frazier a couple weeks back. He was at a wrestling event with his kids. He was one of the special guests um, oh, at right. one of the wrestling events. Well, maybe you'll do the show then next week if you're around. If, if Chris is on the disabled list, <laughs> <laughs> he's questionable. Um, questionable. Yeah, he's like the Garoppolo of podcasters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, first of all, even bigger news than Ralph Macho, of course. Oh wow, is okay. much bigger news. Patreon. Listen, I, I, I'm getting I'm getting way too many texts from Joe Rogan's people because he's just he wants nothing to. It's the one versus sixteen game. I'm well aware of that, but his coaching staff are watching film right now. They're like, "Hey, this is a bad matchup for us right now. We got Jimmy Palumbo. He's got Ralph Macho coming on, and we are up to Jimmy Key on Patreon. I won't tell you who it is because we have to rattle it off. Number one, Alex Stetsena, Ramsey's finest. Mary Eileen Riccardi, my sister, of course. Michael Demosi from Colonia. Eileen Palumbo, my mother. Uh, Joe Palumbo, my cousin. Uh, Rob Pastor from Kaposig back in the 80s. Cobra Kai days. James Kanowitz, can't get in touch with the bastard website guy, but he does get in touch with me. Um, Jimmy Riccardi. John Henry Riccardi, my nephews. Eric Palumbo, more of my nephews. Mike Caprio, my second second baseman. CornholeLevel.com. Frank Palumbo, my CFO and CEO and... Grant Amaretta's board member getting involved. Daryl Clark down there at LSU, miserable Saints fan. Greg Casalino, another Colonia guy. Mike Shecky, I love the Dolphins. They suck. Dave Ben, I went to school with him for 16 years. Pat Volkmer, everybody's favorite contributor to Chop Sports. You love him, though. Come on, it's pretty funny. You, you want to get a text at 5 a.m. on your on your site. I, I always do the math. I'm sorry to cut you off. I always do the math when I see, like, posted three hours ago, and I'm reading it at 6, and I'm like, <laughs> 3 a.m.? Oh, my God. And it's always, like, long, involved posts. Oh, you got to, like, novels. read them. Not, you read I'm a writer by trade, man. He I puts know. me to shame. I know. It's unbelievable. And then, and then when you disagree with him, you have, you just want to say, what the hell are you talking about? Because you don't feel like reading it again. All the points. Anyway, Pat Volkmer coming in. At number 18, Martin Walsack, Colonial Boy. Michael Deej getting involved. Alphonse, number 19. Janine Michaud of absolute eyewear fame and fortune. Robin Achani, another Colonial person. Good friend of mine coming in. And number 22, Jimmy Key or Lee Roussan. Those of you Roger, scoring at home. Roger Clemens. My cousin. Oh, Ryan can't go with Clemens. He sucks. Uh, my cousin, John Henry Palumbo, who I spent this weekend with. We'll get more. So, listen, we're up to 22 now. I mean, wait a minute, it is. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So, you, you spent the weekend with him. When does that come up? At dinner time? Like, so, do you want to join my Patreon? <laughs> no, he did. You know what? It came up when we were having breakfast Saturday, Sunday morning. I was hungover. And he started talking about the podcast. He goes, yeah, what do I got to do with that Patreon thing? I was like, uh, all right. no, I'm going right now. Go to, go to the, the party. Patreon. I get it. Yeah. But by the way, 
the the over and under on like there's not as many Palumbos as on my Patreon. I, I think it's going to be an awkward Thanksgiving if you ask me. There's I don't just see any of your I don't see any of your nieces. I don't yeah, see anybody. I, 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 it's a couple I, bucks. I, like. Yeah, what's going on? Three dollars a month. Come on. But we're at twenty two <laughs> now. I got to announce this. Okay, number twenty three, of course, is Mattingly. There has to be someone involved with Don Mattingly. I mean, that's number twenty three. That's a big one. I, that'll get an extra shout out. I'll check, the, I'll check the funds next month. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, first of all, I had a crazy week. Well, we'll, we'll talk. Uh, uh, we'll talk football here for a second. I listen. Um, you're a Cowboy fan, and I'm a Giant fan. The Giants just got. Um, well, you know, the the, the bill came in basically, uh, and, I, and I, of course, I do the stinks list, which I don't do uh, now because the season's over. Um, you know, the Eagles were really the best team in the league all year. And then Hurts got Record hurt. Record-wise, yeah. No, but and they really were. They were kicking the shit out of everybody. Hurts got hurt. And all of a sudden, yeah, you're like, oh, they're not that good. Eve, yeah, no, but they, they, <laughs> they, they're not. Uh, the Cowboys, I don't know, man. It's just, man, 1996, a long time. The Cowboys always seem to have the parts, uh, and the chef just doesn't make a good meal. I, I don't know. Uh, the, the, I think I, I get – you're a diehard fan. I'm a Giant fan, so obviously I'm not a Cowboy fan. But, like – I, I tried to say it a couple of years ago. When I watch the games, I can't believe how incredibly average Dak Prescott is to me. And in the playoffs, it, oh, it seems to rear its ugly head. I, I mean, never thought he was a top 10 quarterback ever in the league. And I, I, he just had a bad game. My God. And I mean, he played well. Stadium. Listen, he played well. He played well in the wild card round. Beat Tom Brady. That was fun, right? I got to walk around the office fluffing my know, chest but, out a little bit. I was like, this but is But you great. know that. But Tampa Bay was by far the worst team in the playoffs. Oh yeah, they were bad all year. They yeah, were stumped. bad all year. I, I got annoyed, and I can't stand Brady either. But yeah, listen, I don't want to go crazy on it. I know you're, you're bitter about it. You're pissed. I'd be pissed too. I got enough. I got enough. Pla- I got enough platform. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I know you talk about it all the time. Um, but it was just a game. It was a shitty game. I don't even think the Niners looked that good. They got that quarterback. He all of a sudden is that another Tom Brady? I'm like, like 15 years from now, we're gonna be like, who did that guy beat that first time? Like, is he or is he gonna be? Who's the guy? He's gone now. I have no idea. He had a game. He looks like he's great. I mean, it's very safe. It's safe for him. He's got a lot of really good players. They're good. They're a good team. But still, he he still made the big plays and made the guys made some nice catches. The Giants. The the best thing about the Giant game for me was I decided my buddy Pine Tar Bar and Grill Tommy Plenty owns a bar down in Forked River. I came up with the idea. My cousin John did really. Why don't we go down there? He never been to the bar, and we'll get a shitty hotel the Blue Creek Inn right next door, and we'll Uber in and out, and we'll just get – so I was trying to get everybody from my short house, my buddy Bobby, everybody, and everybody was blowing me off except my cousin John. So, of course, when I get to the hotel, we check in. We knew we were going to be drinking from 6 p.m. till you know, 1 a.m., especially if the Giants won. Mm. And next thing you know, all the boys showed up. Billy, Billy Milliboy, James O'Donnell, Bobby Cristiano showed up. We had like the literally the, the, the class of 2000 Shorehouse at Matt has gone at my buddy Tommy's bar. And right away, like I knew I was going to order some IPAs. I had a sandwich. I did the eat before you go thing because I knew mm. right away we're going to hit that first quarter. Everybody's going to be blitzing. And like, I can't be doing like a 9.1 ABV uh, IPA all night. I'll be puking. Those are tricky, man. They catch up to you and crush you. I had the Miller Lite draft, the Miller Lite bottle. But next thing you know, those peanut butter shots, those whiskey shots, like, you know, two or three of them went down. And then some kind of grapefruit tequila thing went down. I was like, you know, and I I didn't have to drive, so I didn't care. But then the food came out and the food's awesome there. So we were like totally hugging each other, talking about the old days, having a good time. And, then the game started and we didn't even get like, what was you want? I mean, looking back, what you really want when you get together with your friends to watch a game is like, you know, you just, you, you want to win for sure. But like, yeah, like a 27, 21 at the half. This, this was like seven, nothing, 14, nothing. 21 yeah, they were a little they were a little outmatched i mean yeah. i was in on, i was in on that hype train for the giants i was like oh you know they're playing good they just played the vikings the God, eagles haven't played in a couple of weeks maybe they'll pick them off and i sure shit was wrong no <laughs> so. I, I, it was awful and then when then it was 28 7 we have the ball and it was fourth down and six and they punt i was like what are you doing what that? You know? anyway but everybody says we could have no let me tell you what happened even if we scored there we would have lost 28-14. Like we weren't doing anything. Eagles took the gas off, you know. But um, we actually went. He has a batting cage on top of his bar in the attic for his kid. 
I was in the cages right before the game. And you know, there's video evidence out there. I had a couple of nice base hits, but I look, I have my gut hanging out, fat bastard I was. But we had a good time. Uh, the giant season's over. I don't buy into this. Um, we're going to be better next year because the NFL, you know, I always say, you mentioned it on your show the other day, it's a week to week league and a year to year league. Like, look at the Rams. I mean, you, there's no guarantee in the NFL. That's why when you, the Eagles, you know, you can suck and then you're good. Then Eagle, you're not. Eagles, were ter- Eagles were terrible last year. Yeah. And also, to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So you don't really know outside of, I guess, the Bengals, the Chiefs, uh, they've been pretty good. So listen, bottom line is, you know, it's over. God bless America. And oh, me saying how, me saying how shitty the Giants. I'm gonna go with. I'm rooting for the Bengals. Same. Um, and only because I don't want the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl because my nephew's a Chief fan, and he'll end up spending seven grand on a Super Bowl ticket. Oh, and I was gonna I, say why not? Why not root for your your guys' well, happiness? Uh, no. You know, I first of all, as we speak, another Patreon member coming in. At, we are at Don Matt. I knew I'd get a Yankee fan right there. I will announce it more next week. But someone who's involved in Beer League 2 is number 23, Greg Alperin. Uh, help me produce Beer League 2, which will be coming out. He'd like, to be called, he'd like to be called Greggy Baseball. Is what Greggy Baseball. I see that on the <laughs> chat. Oh, that's great. That's so great. That's great. Anyway, uh, I'm getting calls in here. If someone is listening to me, uh, I can't really get the phone call. Wait, I should just check. I'm getting, uh, I'm going to interrupt this show here. Nope. Uh, oh, Ralph sent me a note. Um, uh, Ralph sent me a note. Good job. Had fun. Good. That's awesome. Um, so anyway, uh, but listen, absolute eyewear getting involved <laughs> here. That's right. 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326. Eyes. Oh, that was a delay. It was a delay. Right <laughs> it's been a while. I'm not feeling well. Like, come on. You got to give me a little break. My, my number 23 uh, uh, patron already wants a refund. I see that. How's that shit about? You only did the $5 one. Calm down over there. You'll get your refund. <laughs> when, when we get a lot of hits on Beer League, too. Uh, Just exposing course, the man's bankroll. That's, yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. Yeah, absolutely. I usually don't do that, but for Greg, because he gets the joke. Absolute Eyewear, 42 Main Street, 732-326-3937. Craig and Johnine Michaud, they're by the train station. They got everything over there, full-service opticians. They got all kinds of prescription glasses, sunglasses, different things. You go in there. Greg, uh, Greg played for my softball team. They have Ray-Ban coach Ralph Loren. Jimmy Choo. <laughs> <laughs> That's your favorite one. It Silhouette, is, is. Michael Kors, Vogue, Maui Jim. Costa Del Mar, and every now and then Charles Oakley shows up. Um, so I don't know why I just say that. I always thought that was, should have been his company. Uh, they got everything, $100 off a complete pair. Go in there if you mention the show, blah, blah, blah. They love you. But the best thing about Absolute Eyewear, when you leave there, you don't feel like a jerk-off. Mm-hmm. And that is their slogan that I created. Uh, it's, it's on the window it. now. I saw Jenny hung it. Uh, in gotta, the, you don't feel like a jerk-off. Perfect. That's the way it is. It. It's all Madison Avenue, by far the best slogan. I mean, you know. Coke, the real thing, and you don't feel like a jerk off. Neck and neck, Palumbo and Rogan getting involved here. I think I'm going to try to get Joe Rogan on my show. Oh, yeah, that'll work. He may want to partner with me now, I think. This is true. He's nervous. He's not why I would be devastated. He's uh, just having a good day. He's having a good day. He gets a text and says, Jimmy up to 23. And he's like, right. 23 and it's been it's been you know what it's like joe d it's been every week growing and growing getting involved here from the omni here at shape um anyway they're open five days a week go check them out they're great people and uh old friends of mine blah 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 um well let's see i guess since there's no more stinks list now those of you who are new to the show i every week i go through i think the nfl stinks and I go through all the teams that stink. And there's always at least 17 or 18 of them. Only three or four very goods. The Giants got a very good one week. Cowboys got a few. Eagles were pretty consistent in the very good uh, Chiefs and all that. But I decided that since football is really over for the stinks list, um, I'm just going to dedicate, uh, sponsored by CornholeLevel.com, instead of the stinks list, it's just the Knicks stink. Uh, so uh, it's just, yeah. I, I'm just going to every week come on and say the Knicks I mean- stink. Dude, eh. you you'll start. I know you start watching more basketball now. You're I do, over, I do. It's, I'm back in the basketball. They stink, now. bro. They stink. It, it's no, really for yeah, them. It's like to be two games over 500 right now is like whoa. 
Like I, you I, know, they, when you watch it, the games, though, it's just a bunch of guys running around. I, I, there's no. Randall's been having a couple nice games here and there. I know, but it's it's but there's no if when they're up by twenty five, right? With three minutes to go, it's a four how, point game. Yeah, how are we you gonna blow I mean? this one? It's yeah. like or a lot of times it it's tied with three minutes to go, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> down by seven like what i i don't know i, I everybody loves obi top and they think he's being misused i think he stinks um I, I even think tibino tibino's getting fatter as the season you know what i'm saying like he looks he looks ruddy he's, he's, hard, to, he's hard to he's hard to watch and listen to like a post game yeah, like, I, I, I can't listen like, to that maybe he's the wrong guy i i, I love them last couple of years but like there's just uh, bring back patrick Bring back Patrick you know, Ewing. No, he's got he the stinks experience. too with Georgetown. He never I know he again. stinks, but like at least the city would be electric for it, you know? Yeah, for, for one night, the Knicks yeah, would win by imagine the, the, the PA announcer and coach yeah, from yeah, Georgetown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number 33, Patrick <laughs> Ewing. Of course. That'd be great. Uh, anyway, so the Knicks stink uh, section, I'm just going to mention the Knicks stink every week, uh, is sponsored by CornholeLevel.com. That's right, for 1995. Listen, I even have, I am so prepared today. I even have the actual little fake little mini board here. And these are what they are. I can't believe I'm doing this, but it's more fun for me. You buy these things, you hook them on your, now listen, Dave, this, these cornhole levelers, you, you like to have fun summertime, barbecue, and you have friends over and you have shitty unleveled cornhole boards. There's nothing worse than losing a game of cornhole knowing that the board wasn't even. Yeah, it, that 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 ruins your whole time. But then Jimmy Plumbo runs back to his car, comes back with a cornhole lever, says, "Dave, I'm here to solve your problem for 19.95, 20 percent off if you mention the JB show." And you hook these things on, and all is good in your world. Yeah. And then and after I, I and play I win for, again, yeah. And after 20 minutes, I'm ranked third in the country because uh, <laughs> everybody knows that you know uh, lawn darts, cornhole. Uh, uh, those other games, uh, it's like it's like uh, on the Ocho. It's like if it's almost a sport, we have it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that. So go check out cornholelevel.com. Mike Caprio, my boy. Um, and I so another thing I got to talk about my daughter's birthday last week. Happy birthday, Nat. I'm gonna see if this ever happened to you. Uh, and my daughter follows you on Instagram. She loves the pictures of your kids. And I, first of all, your kids look like they're 35 years old. They went from being infants. Dude, and all of a sudden, you're like they're in. It's getting kind of crazy. <laughs> like it's, it's, they're rapidly growing. Right. And uh, Miles and is a tank. Miles is a big, big right hand. He can play fullback for the Jets right now. Right, yeah. <laughs> As everybody knows, I, I'm uh, making his kids Jet fans based on nothing uh, because I heard a rumor that your wife's families are Jet fans. I'm like, oh, perfect way to totally ruin the father dad thing. I just want to talk to him when he's 31 going, Hey, uncle Jimmy, I know I got to go. I can't go Sunday. I got to go. My father wants to watch the Cowboys. You know, the jets are on at four o'clock. The Cowboys. Can you, believe the, Cow- can you believe the Cowboys haven't won in 60 years? <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. We have three rings since I'm born, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but you know what? You guys will not be in the same boat. The jets will probably still stay too. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so it's birthday time and we go to this restaurant. I- I'm going to see if I can tell this story with, with some kind of, um, uh, something that makes sense. We go to Houston's on Route Four. There, right? It was supposed to be. It was a party of five, but it ended up being six. Yeah, my uh, sister-in-law showed up, so they got there way early. So I, I got there like five to four. Reservation at four. I get texts. Where are you? Where are you? I'm like, my God, I'm not gonna be late. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 on, I'm, on, I'm pulling into the parking lot. It's not four o'clock yet. And she's like, they, they can't. There's no room for you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right, like. We got to pull a chair in. So we go in. I go up to the table. I have flowers for Natalie and some gifts and everything. And they're all sitting comfortably. And they're like, Jimmy, this manager, he's like, uh, he's being a real jerky. I said, all right, well, there's no room. I'll just sit. I'll get the table like, you know, six feet away. I'll have Natalie sit with me for a little bit. We'll just, you know, we'll make it work. He goes, no, the, the manager won't let anybody leave the table. I'm like, well, I'm just it's four o'clock. There's nobody here. I'll just sit over there. I go over to the manager thinking, like, I got this. I was like, hey, man, I just got in town, blah, blah, blah. I want to sit with my, it's my daughter's birthday. I want to sit with my family there. He's like, yeah, um, no, we can't break up parties. I was like, no, I'll tell you what, I'll just get another table. I'll sit with my daughter. He's like, yeah, but then that table would have four, and and then there would be only two. I was like, I know, but he's still getting six meals. So, you know, he's like, no, but the table you're going to sit at, it will be for four. And I'm like, no, 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 I know. But I just, let me just pull up a chair, fire code. So I'm like, so this guy, this, no, so dude, quick. <laughs> you know what? This guy was like, 
He was like steely eyed, didn't move, no expression. He did. So he goes, well, you can eat at the bar. And I'm like, okay, so you want my family 70 <laughs> feet away eating and I got to go eat at the bar. So I'm like, so I go, now my, my daughter started to cry. It's her birthday. I'm like, nah, let me go. Oh. So I said, all right, we went. Then my uh, uh, Steph went over there to talk totally ill. So I go to the bar, right? They set me up, blah, blah, blah. And I bring my daughter over into the little bar area, which is only separated by like a wall. And I was like, nah, come on in here. We'll open up your gifts here. And then you can go back to the table and you can just come back and forth. We'll figure it out. Don't be, I was being a dad. Don't worry about it. I'll see you later. We'll have cake and all, all that stuff. So I bring her to the table and we get, she's getting ready to open up her gift, right? Bartender goes, uh, sir, I'm so sorry. Um, you have to be over 21 and be in this area. I said, well, I just want to open up. It's like, it, this was like the manager's wife again. He was, I feel was like, like you're getting like punked or something I was like, like, behind so the like, camera. And she's like, she starts to cry my daughter a little bit. I'm like, I was like, you mean to tell me I can't, I just want to open up these gifts and I'll send her to the other table where we're going to buy overpriced food here. And <laughs> so I had to go to the waiting area, right? I, or, I order a Chardonnay, $27. Then oh, I go God. over, I go over to the, the waiting area where there's like people sitting. The restaurant wasn't filled There's people sitting, waiting, one of those things. And so we open up our gifts, you know, blah, blah, blah. She was like, I want you to sit with us. I go, nah, nothing I can do. So I go back over there and then, uh, I start eating and the, the bartender goes, I understand you're having a little bit of a, a little bit of difficulty here. That's what I was like. Yeah. My family's eating your overpriced food 70 feet away. I'm at the bar. There's no television on. I can't even watch like eyewitness news here. And my daughter's crying. It's her 14th birthday. And she looked at me. She went like, would you like it? Would you like a menu? Like, I was like, I am not winning this game. I felt like the Giants playing the Eagles. Yo, like, that, was, honestly, first of all, never experienced anything like that in my life. Secondly, they would not let me move. Like, hit up the yelp, hit up that Yelp machine. I know. Real I, bad. I, I, totally, I, I'm not one to leave bad reviews because I'm not that guy. But like, I know. Me neither. But it's that's like a little Jesus. much. Oh my god. So oh, you know, it worked brutal. out. We ate. Uh, uh, you know, I ate my meal really quick, and we ended up having cake later on. But I, I had to bash Houston's on route for. Yeah. Uh, no. I, that that's the kind job. of situation where like somebody from like my extended family or an extended Palumbo walks in there a couple days later, like. Hey, uh, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, then, well, leave yeah, him out for well, bed. I, <laughs> you know what the worst part about? I figured it out. Like on the on the drive home, I'm saying to myself, like, why? Why am I so pissed off at this guy? And I realized he didn't give me another option. In other words, sir, we have a policy. Tell me what we can do. We could. Da -da -da. He, he was right. like, he was like, uh, well, no, you're not sitting there. <laughs> like, it was like, you got to go to the. I was like, hey, time out in the bar. You know what I mean? That's of where I draw the line, man. The whole uh, the whole daughter daughter crying thing. That's like, right, what are you gonna, do? I, you know? And then, but but my mm. uh, my in laws were already sitting down. They're elderly. To move everybody out to go to Morton's right next door. I, I we could have done that, but everybody was settled. It's my daughter's favorite restaurant uh, for now. Uh, but I don't see them. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if you're going back. I'll never go back. Um, but anyway, I just thought it was a funny little story here. Also, I have another thing. Horrifying. I know uh, I, I you go to. Uh, 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 but this is my shitty experience is sponsored by chasingmiracles.com. Uh, I'm still trying to lose weight. I have lost a few pounds, but you got to go to chasingmiracles.com. Hydration packs. Go talk to Donna and Tommy. They got 70 trace minerals. You put these little packets inside the water. There you go. You drop it in and shake it around. Makes you healthier. God bless America. Give Tommy and, uh, and Donna a call. They'll walk you through. They're great people. You'll absolutely love it. That's chasingmiracles.com. One of my fine sponsors here at Shea. Um, but I get my, I got my physical done. And I, I might've mentioned this a couple shows ago. You had to get blood work. So you finally sit in front of the doctor and you know, they got those little screens and you're sitting there, your ass is hanging out. You know, you, they, now when they do the EKG, which, you know, when you're younger, it's like, ah, it's no big deal. Now when they do the EKG, you're like, uh, how'd, how'd that go? How'd that go? We all right? We all right? Yeah. We're ticking? We're ticking? We're ticking, right? We're ticking, right? We're <laughs> he looks at the screen where my blood work is, and this is what he does. He sighs. He went, okay, not terrible. <laughs> not terrible. <laughs> you, say, you say you played softball how long ago? <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was like, oh, my God. I felt like I was like, oh, my God. Again, back to Charles Durning. And he went through some of the things. Hey, Jimmy, you got to watch over here. You got to watch over there. I'm like, I'm 
like I felt like I was in like like a secondary watching game films when the three best wide receivers were playing this week. He's like, gotta watch out for the slant, gotta watch out for the deep ball, <laughs> gotta watch out for the tight end over the middle. Basically, he was like, You'll be dead in three weeks. <laughs> I was like, This is nuts. Oh, but I, I just made me laugh. Um, you know, not terrible. Not terrible. Uh, probably the reviews on my the name of your next interview. podcast. Yeah, the Jimmy Plumber, the Jimmy Not Terrible Show, uh, with uh, my my co-host Ralph Macho. Now that uh, <laughs> um, I got it. There was a great anyway, comment that came in before. Is that that's not Ralph? I guess because it's a live show and that's in your caption. Like I'm here with Ralph Macho, and I'm sitting here like, yeah, I'm not the Karate Kid. I'm sorry. <laughs> he joined a little late. Go ahead and rewind. Yeah, so he looked. By Ralph looks like he's 20 years old still. Oh yeah, he don't age. Uh, doesn't age at all. Um, a little shout out to my buddy Mark Margagliata's dad passed away. I hate to see that. Mark, love you. Big Rutgers fan of me. Rutgers plays Penn State tonight mm. in a trap game at home. Penn State, man, I don't like this matchup at all. They're good. They shoot threes. If Penn State hits their threes, we will lose. There's no doubt about that. Um, so a shout out to my boy Mark. Maybe we'll watch. Uh, I'll be at the bar. I'll make him come bartending time. Maybe he'll come over. I'm guest bartending, guest celebrity bartending at the Mason Jar in downtown Mawa. Come see me, bust my balls, talk about Ralph Macho. What else we got here? Oh, another shout out. These, I feel like I'm, I'm at a church thing now. A little shout out to my like Luann. My, at this point. Uh, yeah, DJ, CBS FM 101.1. Hello, love. Jimmy Palumbo getting involved. Luann, my roommate, Henry's sister. She's in her 80s. She's had some health issues. She bounces back, though. She does not go down. She stays in the ring. Luann, I love you, even though you're probably not listening. I love you anyway. Um, and um, Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. There we go. Uh, you know what? That's a, who, that's, we got 23. Who's going to be 20, 24? Ricky Henderson? Tino. Oh, Tino. That's all. Oh, your get father's called a homer. Come on. Oh, that's right. Someone's got to be. Tw- this, you know what? I think I can't believe we're not going to get to Mariano very quickly here. It's very <laughs> important to support this show. Even though I have sponsors all the time, I still need more support, of course. Um, of course, I'm doing a huge show in Avenal. I got to start promoting the show. Listen, when's that? March 10th and 11th in downtown Avenel at the Avenel Performing Arts Center. We got a great lineup. I'll be headlining Friday and Saturday. Um, and uh, I want it to be like a colonial reunion. Last year we did the show. I saw so many people I graduated with five years uh, older than me, five years younger than me. I was the um, host. You were the host. You came out. Maybe I'll get you to come out again. I'm in. Um, Let's go. Jersey Boys Pizza right across the street. Really there you good. go. So <laughs> you got the Curtains Restaurant, Jersey Boys Pizza. Everybody's getting involved. Uh, but I need you guys. <laughs> the ticket sales. I got a call from one of my managers like, hey, Jimmy, uh, you, you got to start talking about that show in Avenel. And I'm like, yeah, yeah my Colonia peeps, they'll show up. All of a sudden, put it this way. There are plenty of seats available here. <laughs> No no no. There, no, 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 no. You should rephrase that and say there's plenty of good seats left. Yeah. Good seats left. So everybody's like, oh, man, the front rows must be gone. Yeah, the front rows are gone. Yeah, well, you know, the place holds 200 people. It's a great place to see a show. I March 10th place. and 11th. Nice. Go online, order tickets. God bless America. And uh, what else we got? So we covered Rutgers basketball. We got Ralph Macchio. Um, I think we're, we're an hour in. We can shut this puppy down. Show sure. number 98. Now, listen. We got show number 99 and 100 coming up. Um, next week will be my last number show. And I don't know. This is going to be interesting. Uh, Aaron Judge. Like, I can't oh, do Judge. It's too big. Is it going to be Gretzky? The Yankees, the 99, could be Wayne Gretzky as a Ranger. Oh, um, yeah, of course. I don't know what to do with 99. I gotta, I'm going to do a little research on I mean, that. it could be Ricky Wild Thing Vaughn. It could be there that. You go. Legend. Be, yeah, there you Charlie go. Charlie Sheen, you know. I may have to look up some Cowboy and Packers uh, who 99. Uh, there's very, uh, that might be another Yankee maybe in the 80s. Not a lot of 99s. So, but that's it. Um, everybody, thanks so much. I know I got some new listeners here. Came in for Alf Macchio. I appreciate that. I'm the Jimmy Plumbo Show. We just bust balls. A little bit about sports, a little about TV and film auditions. Uh, I had a couple of big auditions this week, so hopefully I'll be uh, getting involved here. Um, And uh, that's it. I love you all. And Dave, thanks for doing the show. And everybody, please share the video. Instagram, uh, Beer League 2. Oh, I make a quick announcement here. Beer League 2 is going to be released on March 31st. Um, uh, We're not sure what format, but it'll be released. You will be able to see it. But my Patreon peeps, my Don Mattingly, 23 people will be able to watch it two or three days before as a special Patreon 
the function and, and the guys that have the podcast network on their network can also get it for free two days before yeah. well. oh maybe i can say I'll, you know what i'll, I'll see we I'll, well we'll have to have one of our negotiations again oh yeah that always goes so, the last one went real well by yeah the way. everything's going really well things are things are uh you know i feel like i'm a combination of saquon barkley and daniel jones right now <laughs> palumbo getting involved here listen things aren't always uh, smooth that's how it goes no he, that's business that's the cost of doing business <laughs> the liaison the aging veteran the nobody you know what it's 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 how it is it's a, a win today league i mean you know everybody forgets that was the loss I, I take the i take the l on that on yeah, that conversation the, I, nobody cares about the numbers palumbo put up a chop sports it's like I, you know what i i, I feel like scott brocious nobody cares it's a good, <laughs> anyway yeah we'll be selling cars in 40 years <laughs> go check out uh yeah, scott brocious ford go check out um Beer League 2 on all the Instagrams uh, and uh, Facebook. A lot of stuff's going on with it. It's I think we're on to something here. And hopefully, maybe someday, um, uh, I'm going to say there'll be some special guests. And uh, we've got some stuff going on there. That's all I can really say. Uh, it's a fun time. Check it out before you judge it. And if you Todd, think it Fra- sucks, Todd Frazier you know, next week? We got Todd Frazier next week. Nice. And, um, uh, and we're going to have another special guest after him. A special guest. So that's a Jimmy Palumbo. That's right. Jimmy Palumbo, your host, Dave Sturgeon behind the glass. Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys next week with a very special guest. Peace, everybody. Love you. Well,